going on, everybody? This show will not be found on Sports Center, but this is Sky B, originally from Gary, Indiana. Listen to the Dynasty Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast. Here we go. What's good? What's good? It's your boy DJ A4, and this is the Dynasty Bro Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 80. I, they can't get on me this time. There's no number. There's no number. It's there now. It wasn't there before. Episode 60. Let's go. Let's get it. He think he think he gets a pass for messing up the episode number just because it's not on the screen, it even though we there. literally just it told him, there, no. hey, what's good, roadies and bays? This is the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 60, as it's on the screen, and as we talk about it before the episode started. This is where you come for your fantasy football needs and to chop it up about the latest NFL news. I am in my Rugrats shirt, and I am Dynasty Bro Dot here with my co-bro. Dynasty Bro Vic, a.k.a. Chief Sosa. What's up, everybody? And messing up on the ones and twos. Who are you over there? What's good, man? I'm DJ Avo, Dynasty Bro. Avo, let's go. And we got a fire guest this week. Look, we got Mr. Why So Serious? We got Mr. Memphis right now on the on the podcast uh, from Dynasty War Zone. Hey, what's good, my brother? How you doing over there? Not too bad, guys. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, I need to step my energy level up. You guys are off the <laughs> chain, man. You guys are fired up. It's 830 at night. We got you. We, we got shots. We got drinks. Whatever you need. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So look, um, on the Twitter, I, let me get this out the way. I seen your location. I need an explanation. It says your location is in the trenches. In the trenches. I like the sound of that. <laughs> Can you explain what in the trenches is to the people? Uh, all right. So I inherited this podcast. So I was, <laughs> I, I, I was the house guest that would not leave. I showed, I, I showed up about this time two years ago. The original two hosts, John and Mike, they just had too much real life going on, and I inherited this. Okay. Uh, so so the, the gentlemen that were running this for me, they had a military background. Okay. Um, big fan of our brothers and sisters in the United States Armed Forces. Salute. Uh, yep. uh, keeping us all safe. And so we never really changed it because we inherited the brand. Uh, so in the trenches was just in the trenches. I like I like it. So I had to ask, you know, Nick brought it to my attention. Hey, that's that's our lingo. I know exactly what that means. So I know what it means in the military. I know what it means in football. And then I know what it means in the street. So I'm all for it in the trenches. So, yeah, that's cool. But, yeah, welcome. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate that. Uh, thanks for joining us, Memphis. So, And if you guys remember, Memphis actually helped us out with the prep rally. So uh, talk, talk us up on your guy again who you uh, sent in for us. I sent in Mr. Terry McLaren. He has been to this day matchup, quarterback matchup proof. Yeah, true that. Uh, you know what really sold me on him? He's a great route runner, great athlete. But what really sold me on Terry McLaren was just hearing the man speak. I remember hearing him speak to a reporter back when reporters were allowed to be at combines and uh, training camps and stuff. And just listen to him, hear him break down routes and running routes and how he was helping the quarterback and just an, a, an exceptional person. Like if you told me this guy was going to be a great CEO one day or a great business executive, I would have be, been equally not surprised. So he's a professional. I'm a big fan and uh, I've got him everywhere. My most uh, roster dynasty player. I've got 77% ownership on TMC. That's nice. I was hundred percent sure you was going to say the one thing that sold me for sure is that he's from here. <laughs> now that didn't that, that didn't hurt i believe he was uh mr indiana football in like what 2015 i believe Some, so but something like that. yeah yeah he, he he's a good dude man he just i, I love rooting for for good people 
True yep. that. True. And, and, I, and uh, Kyle Allen is not a great quarterback, but last year in Carolina with the same OC, he managed to get uh, DJ Moore 135 targets. So Terry's going to get work. And if you don't have him in Dynasty, you, you have a great opportunity. Yeah. I said that this might be the year where you can probably buy them all year before it just shoots through the roof. So you better try to get them. So, all right. So look, that was a good introduction. But look, today we have Dynasty Peer Pressure. That's that's what we got going. So these are guys that, you know, all throughout the offseason, you hear good coach speak, bad coach speak. You got all the people around in the industry telling you who to love, who not to like, who to trade away. And it's like, okay, I'm buying in or I'm selling. So all three of us, not Avo, the three of us, me, Vic, <laughs> Memphis, the actual fantasy football guys, we have two guys apiece that we were either sold in on even though we didn't really care or we were ready to sell because it was like, hey, this these guys done spoke me into getting rid of them. So um, I'm excited to hear who you guys have. I don't think I got to share. Uh, I don't think I share my guys. But it doesn't uh, matter. I'm yeah. excited to hear you guys got to say. We also have the B-team players of the week. We got some injuries for you guys. We got some flag on the plays. And we also had the hood TMZ. But before we get into that, I don't know if uh, Vic prepped you or told you what we're going to do right now. But every time we have a guest on for the first time, we like to get into their football resume. And your background setting looks like this is perfect time for you to talk. We're going to get you into a quick interview. And we would like to see if you played any football in your background, like real-life football, whether it's elementary, high school, college. I need to get those questions answered. And I need to figure out if your whole resume when it comes to fantasy football, when you started, if you remember how many championships you won and how many leagues you're in. So we're going to start with the real-life side of the resume. So... I'm going to ask you this. Have you played any football growing up? Any football? Yeah. Yes, sir. I played up through, uh, I guess, junior high, Pop Warner. Uh-huh. Uh, I, went, I went to a very small rural high school uh, just south of Muncie, Indiana. Okay. And my, gra- my graduating class had 40 people in it. And wow. we did not have enough students to have a football team. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I wrestled, went to the state wrestling tournament twice. Was a pretty good base. Was a pretty good baseball player. Uh, my love for football came from hanging out with my pop. He and I we used to watch football all the time. Now my dad was a legendary bandwagon jumper. <laughs> we, we we went from those uh, those '90s Cowboys to those uh, late '90s, early 2000s Colts. And I, but I've been secretly a Colts fan since the Jeff George, uh, Jim Harbaugh administration, okay. I guess you'd say. But I, I would have loved to have played football. There was another yeah. little bit larger rural school that I had a lot of friends that went to uh, there that I hung out with. And I wanted to transfer there my senior year just to play football. They also had a better wrestling program where that would have gotten me more exposure to, uh, like, I guess, more wrestling scholarships, collegiate opportunities. But my, yeah. mom, my mom was like, no. She was like, you grew up around these kids your whole life. You've known them your whole life. And this is where you're going to stay. So uh, as in most households, mom had the strongest voice. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I finished in the uh, small rural school and I wrestled and played baseball. Okay. Hey, what mom says goes, man. Word. <laughs> Quick question. What uh, position in baseball? Uh, third base. Okay. And then Could, uh, who's your team? Uh, MLB. MLB. Uh, I'm old, so I'm going to go ahead and get that out of the way early. 
uh, Boston Red, Boston Red Sox. My favorite. Oh, my, all right. Look at the DJ's hat. Look at the DJ's hat. You didn't see the hat? I did you not. Missed that? Oh, Come man. on, Hey, Roger that, Clemens that was my hurt. was my favorite player. Uh, did you hear that? You growing up. Clemens? Yeah, it broke my I mean, heart when he actually I, I like the, the cheaters Yankees. too, man. I'm here for you. Hey, hey, man, what's the motto in baseball? If you're not cheating, you're not hey, trying. You ain't trying to win, man. He says that all That's the time. That's a baseball thing. You can't, baseball be out, thing. can't be out here getting caught like the Astros. That's all I'm no. trying to say. You can't be out here getting caught. The asterisks. Houston asterisks. <laughs> okay, can I, okay, well, without getting too far off of football, can I ask y'all a baseball question? What's good? Sure. If the Astros were to win this year. Well, they're out, but. I know I'm saying if yeah. they were to win, I know oh, they're out. I'm saying yeah, it, yeah. they got this far. And I when they got to game seven, I was thinking, dude, they could win. And I'm like, dude, what if they win the whole World Series? Been so what would have happened if they would have won the whole thing after the whole cheating scandal? Would it even have mattered? They just would have been shamed still. That's all. We yeah, they, kept shaming them. They we still would have hated them. They, they, they yeah. would have hated them. But it, it would have taken a little bit of the steam off of the cheating because obviously there's no way they were cheating now because they're being super watched. Exactly. But but it, it, they're still cheaters. <laughs> All day, every just, day, baby. Just checking. I was I've been wondering that because as they kept as they were coming back from that three zero deficit, I was like, dude, they could win this. Series. Man, they should have never made the playoffs. They're the first team to ever make the playoffs with a losing record. That's all I'm saying, bro. It's not cool. We don't respect that out here. All right, before we get off the baseball topic, I do got to say go A's, so I'm an Oakland A's fan. Oh, <laughs> got to slip that in there. So, yeah, just want to put it out there. All right, we can get back to the resume. All right, so we're going to switch over to the fantasy football side. So I'll, the first question is how long have you been playing fantasy football? Do you remember your first year starting, getting in? I, I, I want to say it was I, – I don't remember the exact year, but it was the year Michael Vick broke his leg in uh, training camp. Uh, my uncle wrote me into playing fantasy football for the first time that year, and we uh -huh. drafted way early, like way too early in the season. And I drafted Michael Vick way, way too early for a quarterback. He was because he was Lamar before Lamar. Yeah, and, right. And I was like, I, I thought I had it locked up, and I ended up having to pick up Rich Gannon. I want to say it was like 02 or 03 <laughs> was, was when I started playing. But yeah, that was, uh, that is what. So now. Every year we draft the weekend between uh, right after the week three preseason games and before the week four. We okay, figure that that's cool because usually week four is like Labor Day and a lot of folks are traveling. And back mm -hmm. in the day, we didn't we didn't draft over the Internet or via smartphones yeah. and apps. We actually had to get people in a room together. And because yeah. people traveled on Labor Day, we always yeah. uh, hooked up that weekend before. And what did you do after you got the people in the room together? I'm sorry, I don't understand. We, 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 before we, we actually fantasy. We, we actually took two pieces of like whiteboard paper, like yeah. 22 by, and like someone would literally hand write everything, and then, and then you had to wait like three to five days for the commissioner to hand upload every player into ESP into ESPN. Yo, screw that, screw that. I still prefer that way. Not necessarily writing it in, but I like having people. So I've been going to B-dubs for years with my work league, and they give you a whole fantasy football kit. Oh. It has, has stickers with all the names. They give you a board. I like linking up with my whole fantasy league, doing it that way. Fellowship, because, you know, just in case everybody don't know each other or we need to get that energy of seeing how people want to trade and interact, I like still doing it that way. I'm not just the – my oldest, uh, my oldest still running, it was a work lead. Um, most of us don't even work for the same company anymore, but this is like the year 16 or 17. Uh -huh. And we, we still 
Now, we, we all draft off of apps, off of our phone, like in the same room, but we always get together. We have a cookout. Um, we usually get anywhere from nine to 12 owners. And the cool thing is, is when we started, it was all a bunch of dudes. Then as we lost people, one guy's wife started you know, running a team, and she was vicious, the world's most hardcore competitor. <laughs> if you're listening, Miss Sakum, I want no more. And, 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 and then now their, their son, their like 12-year-old son, is co-running the team with his mom. So it's become, oh, wow. a work, it's, a family thing. it's become a work league into a family league, and that's part of the reason why we keep it together because we don't work together no more. And as life, you know, pulls us all in different directions, it's cool yeah. to have a reason to get together and fellowship. Yep. Yeah. So you're telling me she's about to create a monster. Oh, in oh, I, so I'm a really competitive person, but dude, she takes it to the next level and her trash talk is off the chain. Like when, when she battles her husband on a given week, I just sit back and like eat the popcorn and watch because she did, she beats him down. It's, it's you beautiful. Lose and you sleep on a couch. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> now I get that. All right. So, um, Sounds like you've been in fantasy for a long time. Can you count, just off the top of your head, how many championships have you won throughout the years? It's probably a lot, but if you can think a, a, of a it. Bunch, a bunch. I would say 20-ish. I mean, I, like I, to hear I, that. I, 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 I play in – I'm currently – I know it's going to be one of the questions. I'm currently in 17 total leagues. That's, um, a, that's a good number. You, you know, it, it's just enough. Like, I begged my old school league I was just referencing. I begged them to get on Sleeper. Because it's the only league that's still on ESPN. I don't oh like having gosh. to jump from app to app to app to app. Yeah. Because I, I get in the habit. So, like, a good thing that works for me is, like, on, like, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I go in and set all my lineups. Yeah. And then I just keep track of everything throughout the week. And then on Sunday morning, about 12 o'clock, I go through and repeat the process. If not, I'll forget something. But I would love not to have to go to three apps. I'd love to only go to two, MFL and uh, Sleeper. I'm not going to lie. I wish I was just all on sleeper, but I'm in so many uh, C2C leagues and stuff. And I know MFL is, you know, the best way to run those. And but sleeper is sleepers, my go to man. I wish all 16 of my leagues were sleeper, but hey, you know, two is better than three. I'm all out of my ESPN league. So it's perfect for me. Yeah, I agree. Especially being in a lot of leagues, it helps when you're in one spot. And here's my trick, and this works for me. I look at my bench and I just go through each league, look at the bench, and I look at who needs to be in my starting lineup. That's kind of how I kind of, you know, start off. Of course, I got to check for bye weeks and injuries, but that's usually how I try to do a quick screening of who should I plug and play this week. So I like it, man. So 17 leagues, 20 plus championships. Started the year Michael Vick broke his leg. We don't we don't got a year, but you know that's that's a pretty good visual. So we'll just run like that, man. So that's a pretty good resume, man. I like that. I like that. I appreciate it. No doubt, no doubt. All right, so we all we had to do that. I'm glad we made it through it. Now we're about to switch again to what's the word. You know, we do hood Timsy with Dicey Bro Vic. He likes to break down the news of the week. So that's what we're gonna do, man. You ready? Yeah, yeah. So of course with the what's the word, I try to find some interesting topics and of course it'll be some mainstream stuff. So but uh, you know, we'll have some dialogue around it and yeah, we'll just go from there. So let's start with uh Adam Schefter. He broke the news. Tua's gonna be starting for the Miami Dolphins. Did you guys see that coming, at least at this point? What are your thoughts on the Tua starting? Is that a good move, bad move at this point in the season? Uh I can leave, man. Honestly, it's one of those things where it's like going into the season, long as he was healthy, you know, if you have a, a middle of the season bye week, you always think that something's like that's going to happen, honestly, man. Unless they were starting off 6-0 and for some reason, they had a shot to win out. You know, you always kind of just predict that, hey, 
by week, man, they're going to try to bring this guy in. And why not, man? You need to start seeing what you have in this quarterback. <laughs> I know it's early, but, you know, and I like what Fitzpatrick is doing for fantasy purposes, but, you know, in real life, it isn't like, you know, he's, like I said, he, he doesn't have you in a playoff hunt. So, uh, you know, why not go out there and see what you got in this in this guy and, you know, you drafted him. You know, I can't wait to see what happens. So Yeah, I think I got the why not. Go ahead. Okay. Um, do they have a good old line? Because if they're not blocking, he's just back there getting blasted. Isn't that bad for rookie quarterbacks? Now, I don't, I don't act like I know anything. True. They don't have the best O-line, but it isn't like they're going to have a top five O-line after this year anyway. Yeah, Touche. They're still building. It's decent. It's decent. <laughs> I guess. you. What do you think about it, Miss? I, I think, and well, we'll go to the offensive line real quick, they've got a ton of draft capital. They've got, they do. The, they've got the Texans first and second. They've obviously got their own. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that they could continue to move people. But here's the thing. Why not give Tua the last half of this year to get his uniform dirty? Tua is what I've always called a trust fund quarterback. He's coming from Alabama. He had a little, you know, a trust mm-hmm. fund kid, has a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. He had a bunch of all-conference running backs and offensive line and all those great wide receivers, Ruggs and Devonta Smith and Waddle and just all these dudes. And now you're going to go to the NFL. And yet they got some dudes in Miami. They've got – you know, Parker and Williams and Gasecki and the, the offensive line great. But, man, let him get his lip busted a little bit. Let him yeah. get that let, – let him learn what it's like to, you know, not always succeed. You know, Joe Burrow getting knocked around in Cincinnati. It does these yeah. guys coming from these trust fund programs. It does them good to get their feet, you know, held to the fire a little bit and learn so that when they come back next year, they'll, uh, they'll be forged by that fire and ready to roll. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to seeing it, and I'm looking forward to seeing a lefty out there <laughs> yeah and i think like you said i think it's healthy for him to to get those jitters out you know he ain't played since well i guess the two passes he threw last game but yeah. <laughs> he hasn't played since he hurt himself man and that was a real try that was a real uh, bad injury man so get those jitters out now instead of you know use your draft capital move some pieces around you never know what you bring in to try to experiment with that going into week one next year you know let him get some games and some reps under his belt man because I, I like the defense, and I actually like what they're doing in Miami. And if they could do some things this offseason, they can actually have a, a real good team going into next year. So let that quarterback get his jitters out now, man. I think it'll be good for him. And I love, I love that that head coach Brian Flores. He's a good coach. Bro. He, he's 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 all he's building a culture. You know, yeah. he realizes that even if they were to make the playoffs, I think they're in the top ten in the AFC, and we know seven teams will go. Uh-huh. Yeah, but but whether they go or not, that would just be the, the the cherry on the Sunday, if you will. It's good about building that that culture, that that winningness, that together. And you're right, you know, they they invested a lot of money in the defense via free agency. They brought over mm-hmm. Byron Jones. They already had Xavier Howard. They brought over Van Noy. Um, I think they're doing it the right way, and I'm really excited for what they're building there. And the the GM Chris Greer does not get enough love nationally. Like uh, like a Chris Ballard in Indy, or uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank on the gentleman in uh, Kansas City, Brett Brett Veach. They, okay. they, 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 he's not getting the love that those guys are, but he should. He's doing a fine job. All right, I agree. One question for you: Where do you have Tua coming out as far as like going into dynasty rookie drafts? Like we had Tua, then Burrow, then Herbert. So how would you rank those guys coming out? I had them coming out. I I well, we're going to talk more about one of my guys here in okay. a minute. I I had it. I'll just I'll just kind of give a little preview. I had it to a Herbert Burrow, okay, and I, and I caught a lot of hell for that. Um, but I, I'm I, I'm excited. I, I think Tua is going to be the real deal, and 
and I like having a mentor. I don't care what industry you work in. I don't care if you're a quarterback, if you work, whatever you do, it's good to have someone there experienced that when the chips are down, you can go ask them, hey, man, what what did you do when this happened? And you see how excited Ryan Bruh. Fitzpatrick was for him? Yeah, that that had to make Tua feel good, man, to know that you don't have somebody <laughs> secretly hating you, somebody that you can feel really feel trusted that you can put your confidence in. If I need any help, I can go to him, and he's not going to feel no type of way, man. A lot of young guys don't get that from mentors, especially in situations like the NFL. You know, I'm losing my position. Nah, I, Ryan just looked at – he know what he was brought in to do, and I think he's just happy to be able to fulfill this position as mentor. And I'm I'm proud of, of Ryan because he's been helping me out, and uh, but I'm still happy to see him transition on, bro, even though I got him in so many leagues. Yeah, and moves like that keeps the locker room together too. Like you said, he's building a culture. So when you got the QB going from starting to backup, I mean, it just keeps help, – help with pushing the culture forward. So it's always good to see. That's the way. That's the way good teams are built. It starts with a good owner, then a good GM, then a good head coach, then down to the quarterback, and then everything else. So M- Miami's on the fast track, which makes me like Tua. And I, I'll be honest, I've, I've, I want to see it from Tua, but I could easily see by the time the season ends where we would have Burrow as the third highest rated dynasty quarterback uh, going into twenty twenty one. And it's not that I don't like him; I just like his organization. Yeah, true that. True that. All right, well, let's keep it pushing, guys. So uh, shout out to NFL Update. So that's my sports update on Twitter. Uh, so they announced the Jets have officially secured the number one draft pick in the 21 draft that's coming up. So, of course, they got Sam Darnold, but do you guys think they're going to take a Trevor Lawrence or, you know, what do you guys think they're going to do with that first pick? They already secured it. That's that's That was the update. I was going to ask now. They're currently sure 101. Yeah, I got to make sure I didn't get hit by the fake one now. This, this was the uh, verified account. Because, you know, those fake accounts be floating out there. They'll, they'll get you. <laughs> but, yeah, the Jets have already secured the one-on-one. Uh, they've, they've secured it for now. But uh, the uh, Jaguars may have something to think to, to say about that as well. I mean, if they get it, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want uh, Trevor Lawrence? I came out when Sam Donald came out. I was a big fan uh, of him. But it's it's kind of like, are you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you guys are basketball fans? Yes. Oh, yeah. Love and, basketball. And, and as Indy natives, you guys remember the name Greg Oden. Oh, yeah. Man, we we went to we Lawrence North with Greg. He was a class oh, above us. Th- there you go. And you guys, I don't remember the GM of Portland at the time. He was like, I had no choice but to draft Greg Oden over Kevin Durant. I didn't have oh. a choice. Because if Greg Oden had lived up to be what everyone thought he could be, mm-hmm. if he had passed on him, you would always be the GM who passed on Greg Oden. And that was kind of the story he told some years later. And that's the same thing Joe Douglas would have to do. If he passes on Trevor Lawrence and trades that pick and he goes on to be the next John Elway or whatever, he's always going to be the GM who traded Trevor Lawrence. So uh, I firmly believe that uh, Sam Darnold could wind up here in Indy. I've heard Indy and Pittsburgh. So, yeah, if if they do wind up with the 101, you got to take the man. You know what's okay. crazy? I don't think Sam Darnold is a horrible quarterback. I don't either. I just don't think – I think you have to equip him to be good, though. And actually coming here with a good O-line and a good organization, I think he could be okay. But I don't think the Jets are – Sam Darnold's not a quarterback where you can just say, hey, make it happen by yourself. And I think Trevor is that kind of quarterback to where, like, he – He's going to piece together the offense no matter what organization he goes to. He's that talented. But Darnold's not horrible, man, and I think he's going to have a shot, man. That's a guy I probably need to go start getting in some 
some dynasty leagues, man. He's going to be on. Darnold's going to have a new home this time next year, whether it's Indy, whether because even if the Jets don't finish with the 101, they could be in line to talk about Justin Fields. And because I would take Justin, <laughs> even I, I, if well, I was the Jets too. I'm not trying to side sidetrack your guys's podcast, but if if Justin Fields is available, I'm taking him over Sam Darnold as well. You, <laughs> you, you, you've got and, and Darnold's somewhat mobile, but you got to have that mobile aspect to your game in 2021. And that's why I think he would be the perfect fit here in Indy with him being Darnold with uh, Michael Pittman, with Paris Campbell, uh, Mm -hmm. JT, uh, that offensive line. And I think Frank Reich's a better coach than than the national media understands yet. Yep. All right. So, yeah, more to watch there. Um, So, yeah. All right, let's keep it pushing. Um, So, of course, uh, also with uh, My Sports Update, they actually announced, so, of course, there won't be a Pro Bowl this year, but they are going to put together a team. Um, and then the Pro Bowl, they're planning to have a return next year in 20, well, two years from now, 20, 2022 in Las Vegas. So just be on the lookout for that as far as with the Pro Bowl announcements. Of course, there's not going to be a game with the pandemic. Um, and then in Vegas. So, of course, it used to be in Hawaii with the Pro Bowl. Then they moved it to Orlando. And, of course, you know, they restructured it, having it be in play before the Super Bowl, which is great because now we don't have to go two weeks without football. Um, but, yeah, so actually I might go check that out out in Vegas here in 2022. There's no pandemic still going on. Hopefully we got it under wraps by then. I hope so. Man. <laughs> that would suck if yeah. not, actually. All right. Um, okay, let's uh, keep it pushing. A couple more things. Russell Wilson got to the 99 Club with Madden. Finally. Yeah, he deserved, deserved it. Deserved it. They should boot Michael Thomas out, man. I think that, that was kind of a give me <sighs> for Michael Thomas. Russ, Russ should have been there. but uh, So Memphis, I'm a big Madden player, so anytime I get a chance to talk about Madden, I just try to do it. He will sneak it in no matter what. Hey, man, good. Do what you love. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all I got for what's the word. Anything else you guys want to cover before we get into the uh, injuries? Nah, we should definitely get into the injuries, man. We had a we had a couple decent injuries this this week that I, we I feel like we need to talk about. All right, all right. So look, um, I don't know where to start, man. Man, let's start with my guy, man. Mal Sanders got hurt this weekend, man. <laughs> I I feel like Philadelphia just can't get a break. They can't get a break at all, man. So, uh, Mal Sanders, he was ruled out the game. He had a knee injury. I don't know how deep it is right now, but uh, it's looking like he's not going to play this Thursday. That sucks, starting running back for the Eagles. And not only did Mal Sanders get banged up, Zach Ertz went out with an ankle issue. And it looks like he's going to – they already predicted him to be out for weeks. So, uh, who's playing for the Eagles? Like – no Ertz, no Sanders. I have a different question. I mean, if their team constantly stays banged up in rotation, you got to start to look at the staff, like the coach and, you know, conditioning, strength conditioning, the trainers. Like, is there a room, you know, of opportunity to improve in that area just with redefining that program? Because these guys stay injured. Like, it's just a constant rotation. I heard today that from their opening day, starting 11 on offense, only two are left. <laughs> when like, Wentz, and I think it's maybe one of the linemen. Yeah, it got to be a lineman. Uh, and but but here's the thing, they have the short week this week. They have the game on Thursday night, which happens to be at home. Then they get ten days rest and they play Dallas. Then they go on their bye week. So if you're looking for an opportunity in redraft, and I've been buying him in Dynasty, uh, Carson Wentz is on pace for 4,200 yards passing, and I know he's had the interception issues. I, I get that, and the and the, and the fumbles but he's added more rushing than he ever has to his game, probably because he's running for his life. Yes. <laughs> but, but, 
but there's going to be a real opportunity. So, so it's a week eight by week nine through the rest of the fantasy season to where he can be huge because you'll get Alshon back. He'll get Goddard back. He'll get Djax back. He should get Rager at some Rager. point. And, and then all of a sudden you're going to be like, where did this guy come from? So he, he, he's a guy that I'm, I'm certainly looking to buy. But, yeah, dude, Philadelphia just can't catch a break. you got to ask about the strength and conditioning, Coach. I agree. Like, what's the stretchy mobility workout <laughs> routine look like? I mean, those are the type of questions you got to start asking if these guys stay on rotation with injuries. Everybody. So. Every single last one of yeah. them sucks. And the matchups are great, to your point. Like, they got the Giants twice and then the Cowboys. So, yeah. Okay, any other injuries? Yeah, we got Mr. Mark Ingram. He left the game with an ankle injury. And – um. I'm going to need him to bounce back because if he don't, Gus Edwards looks better than him and J.K. when he gets in looks better than him. So it's one of those things where, like, he needs to stay healthy because he could lose more and more and more touches as that goes. So um, that's Mark Ingram, so watch out for him. Devontae Parker left with a groin injury. You know, he does his best groin injury year by year. So uh, that sucks, man. So I hope he's back for Tua. I would hate to see Tua go out there without Preston and Parker. I think he needs both of those guys. Um, and really, Raheem Mostert, he got banged up, but it looked like he was okay. He wanted to go back in. But uh, I just always say be on the lookout for that because if it's not him, I love the next man up in the Shanahan offense. But I think he's going to be all right next time they play. So uh, You might want to watch the Mostert. I think he might be out a couple of weeks again. Man, he looked like he wanted to try to get in, though, man. So we'll see. Something to watch. Something to watch. Yeah. All right. Um, any other injuries? Are we missing anything? we got it i think we got it all right it's been a long season already i know we're like we're not even really at the midpoint but we're approaching it but it feels like a long season already true that true that all right so memphis now we're gonna get into our b team player of the week so this is the brodies of the week this is where we just like to kind of highlight some guys that are putting in work because we don't want to just shout out and highlight michael thomas and you know uh Devontae adams and you know the Christians of the world. Yeah, like some other guys in the league. So we just like to shout out guys. And, of course, these are some guys you could potentially put on your radar, too, for Dynasty. So, All right, so with that being said, uh, this is where we just going to we're gonna hit the film room, man. So I'm going to share my screen, highlight these guys. And DJ Avo got the everyday of stars, stars born. All right, hopefully you guys see my screen. He's sharing it. Here we go, man. So uh, first, uh, let's start with uh, Cam Sims. So, uh, wide receiver for the Washington football team, he had a 22-yard touchdown. So, let's check that out. Show that. Look at my guy, Kyle Allen, out there. Balling. No Haskins. No Alex. Throw that thing. Touchdown, baby. It might be his first career touchdown. I have to double-check that. But uh, number 89, that was a great year. That's the year I was born. So, uh, shout-out to number 89, Cam Sims, with the touchdown. Talk your shit, Kyle Allen. All right, next guy, next guy. Let me pull it back over here. Get, get the banner going. All right, we back over here. This your guy, Dot. All right, look, look, look. We're going to talk Mr. Kokomet, rookie rookie tight end for the Chicago Bears. It's like, uh-uh, we don't need no Jimmy Graham right now. Let's put the future in right now. He had two catches, 20 yards, and this beautiful touchdown right here. Let's go, Nick Foles. He's been turning the Bears up ever since he took over. Look at that. In traffic. Mitch couldn't throw that pass to save his life right now if he wanted to. So, yeah, number 85, rookie tight end, man. He's next up. You know, they're trying to get him involved, but it's it's all Allen Robinson right now. <laughs> it's Allen Robinson or Bus right now. But uh, Mr. Kokomet, I think he's going to have a bright future. First tight end taken in the draft, by the way. 
Yeah, man. That's my guy, man, as far as in the rookie drafts, first tight end off the board out of Notre Dame. So love to see that. Love to see him getting involved. All right. So uh, last thing, we got flags on the play. We got a flag on the play. So Memphis, this is where we just kind of highlight, you know, if any BS went down in the league or if guys did anything foul on or off the field, this is where we just kind of like to just call that out, give them a flag. So um, I'm going to throw my flag. If you got a flag, let us know. But we'll just go around the room if you got one. If not, it's okay. So uh, let's start with uh, Melvin Gordon, man. So, of course, he was arrested for DUI, um, you know, this past week, late on a Tuesday. Um, caught, you know, going more than 25 miles over at one point, also even 39 miles per hour. And I believe the NFL has a like a ride share type program where these guys can get free rides. So driving under the influence is just inexcusable at any level, no matter, you know, professional athlete, everyday person, no matter what. Um, it's just, it's just, you know, something you shouldn't be doing, but given he's a professional, should be setting a good example, especially for like, you know, the young kids that may look up to him and knowing there's a program in place. Why not take advantage of that? So, uh, had to flag Melvin Gordon. Flag on the play Melvin Gordon. Uh, I ain't got no flags, man. There wasn't a lot of boneheaded things going on this week, man. Yeah. It was, it was a light week. You got a flag Memphis? No, uh, I didn't like the, the Michael Thomas thing coming out of camp where he was fighting oh. teammates, but. Yeah, I kind of I, 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 I get I, I get it, but I don't get it. You know, t- take it out on the field or keep it in-house, but don't let that stuff leak out. Yeah. I don't think it necessarily leaked out. Did you say something about that? What? About how they might have did that as a con- contract type of play or something like that. I might have heard that on ESPN or somewhere like that, that this will void him some guaranteed money because this happened. Which is crazy. That's interesting. I didn't hear that part, <laughs> but I will say this. Of course, fights break all the time within teams, but yeah, I was thinking it had to been no, pretty bad it... for you know the coaches to sit you down a game. So No, they said that. No, it was Pat McAfee that was talking about it. This okay. is something that football teams do. When you see hear some of this stuff leak out, there may be something in his contract that says if you break these rules, you forego so much guaranteed money. So it might be them you know, taking the opportunity and just trying to look out for themselves. Business move, which That's is how... crazy. That, that that's the the Jaguars did that to uh, Leonard Fournette a couple of years ago. He got to that fight. He got to that fight with the Buffalo Bills, and they ruled it as conduct detrimental to the team, yep, and it. they they voided all of his guaranteed money, and that's what that's made him works. so so cheap. So I can see that that makes ton of sense. Wow, that's that crazy. sucks. It's crazy. All right, that's definitely a chess move. Okay, all uh, right. So right before we get into this main concept topic, let's do this. Um. DJ Avo, where can they follow you at, sir? What's good, what's good. You can follow me on Instagram at DJ A-V-O-L-X-V-E. That's at DJ Avo Love. And you can follow me on the Twitter at Dynasty Bro Avo. Let's go. I got it right the first time. Let's get it. For once in your life. <laughs> hey, Vic, where can they follow you at, bro? Follow me at Chief Sosa FF. That's Instagram and Twitter. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. Um, join the Facebook community, Dynasty Bros FF Podcast. And if you want to watch the Brody's Plays of the Week, uh, get on the YouTube channel, Dynasty Bros FF. All right, all right, Memphis, your turn. Speak up. Where can the good people follow you at? Just follow me at DWZ Memphis. That was quick. You got to shout out the pod. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll, I'll give my, uh, my, my, my co-host who couldn't be here. Now, this man's in school. He's working on becoming a college professor himself. I'll shout and out to him. His name is Jerry Sinclair. He is taking an online quiz as we, uh, we are doing this. He is at Jerry Sin DWZ. And uh, the show is at Dynasty Warzone on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow us on YouTube. And I know we talked about injuries and whatnot. We actually have a uh, board-certified doctor of physical therapy. That's uh, 
he uh, he drops an injury report for us every like Tuesday and Friday, sometimes Saturday, to keep everybody up to date on what's going down with uh, injuries around the league from a doctor standpoint. Hey, make, make sure you guys check out Dynasty Warzone. I'm a fan of you guys' show. I like how you guys just deliver the information, and you guys know what you're talking about, so that's always a True plus, that. too. So I got a lot of respect for you guys and what you guys do. Appreciate yeah, that. man. And shout out to Jerry, man. Pass that quiz, my brother. <laughs> Pass that quiz. Don't don't fail me now. Uh, and uh, follow me at DynastyBro.Dot on Instagram and Twitter, and follow the main Instagram handle, DynastyBrosFF. That's where you get all the cool photos and stuff that we be posting. So, yeah. All right, so look. Dynasty peer pressure, like we spoke earlier, guys that you let the industry talk you into or guys that you let the industry talk you out of. Plain and simple, man. So let's just get straight into it. Um, Y'all want to flip a three-way coin to see who go first? Yeah. How about we let Memphis go first as the guest? But I do got a question. Can, can you tell us what's your approach in general? Meaning like, you know, when you're going through startup drafts, the type of players you're targeting generally, and of course we'll get into like the peer pressure player you went after but uh, can you just give the folks a general approach? Sure. First thing, like in a startup, I'm look I'm looking to trade that first round pick and move back. I, I love offering my first round and fifth round pick for someone second and third. That is a, an absolute favorite move because I want to get as many of those top fifty or sixty players as possible. Okay. Uh, and if there are rookie picks in the draft, I like to walk away with at least one top five rookie pick. Rookie pick, so uh, we'll give a shout-out to my buddy Izzy at DTC Izzy E from the Dynasty Trade Calculator. He, he's the one who turned me on this philosophy, and, and it works. So from right now, the only thing guaranteed to accrue more value is going to be your rookie picks. So th- they're only going to go up from now until the time you're on the clock, whereas we saw with Saquon Barkley, he got hurt, his value went down. Um, if a player underperforms, his value goes down, but that pick always stays the same. So, like in a startup, I, I, I like to be in the, the the first round guys. That they're great, but if I can really hammer the second and third round, that's what I like to do. Nice, I like that. And usually, when you do find a team that you know wants to get two first round picks, and of course you're taking on those extra picks to move back, those teams usually end up being top heavy. The guys that were thirsty for the extra first round pick in a startup. So, like you said, getting those top fifty players as many as you can. You know, you're going back to back when you're getting like the DKs and the Devos and you know, you're, you're stacking that wide receiver and, and other positions. So I like the uh, strategy. I love it. Love oh, and then, and then my, my, my first guy that the industry talked me off of was last year in rookie drafts was, was Justin Herbert. So I, 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 I have got a thing for that four-year college quarterback. Now, yeah. r- running back, no. Wide receiver, no. If you're, if, if you're legit at that position, it's three and out. We're gone. True but, that. But these quarterbacks, like Justin Herbert, what I liked about him is that he was a, a super smart kid. And I don't just mean football smart. He was an academic All-American, majoring in chemistry at, the, at Oregon University. So obviously he, he's an intelligent young man. When he was yeah. at the Senior Bowl, it was talked about, like Deshaun Watson. They say Deshaun Watson has a presence about him that other players gravitate toward him. And that's what they said Justin Herbert had at the Senior Bowl. These guys... And, and then I, I let people talk me off of him. All right, I listen. Yeah, it's probably Tua. Yeah, it's probably Burrow. But I, I went again like one of my own processes. The last couple of years, I've done well drafting guys late in rookie drafts like Daniel Jones, like Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. And I should have stuck to my guns, and I should own a lot more Justin Herbert than I do currently on my rosters because I, I let the industry talk about, oh, Tua's this and Tua's that. And 
that that was one that I, I definitely let fall let him fall to my QB three in the class. He was going in my rookie draft somewhere between one oh eight and one ten. Yeah. And, and and that's dirt cheap for for a quarterback, starting quarterback in a super flex league. And uh, that's one that I, I deeply regret was letting the peer pressure allow me to push him down boards in favor of guys that I would not do today. I would some of these guys I wouldn't take two of over Herbert. Or yeah, over Herbert. Yeah. And and fast forward, I mean, even look at the draft capital. I mean, of course, Burrow went first and then you had Tua go. I don't remember where Tua went. It was like third or fourth. Five. He was five. Yeah. Okay. And then Herbert went immediately right after that. So just even looking at the draft capital, um, you know, of course the NFL scouts, they've done their homework and fast forward to today, Herbert's balling. Um, of course, you know, he got in there a little bit quicker than we expected with the Tyrod situation. But uh, Herbert, you know, I'm definitely excited um, for the future. So, yeah, that's a guy I actually missed out on as well. Um, but, yeah, but I was able to rally and get a couple uh, Herbert shares. So I'm excited for his future. And he walked into a spot that has weapons, man. He walked into Hunter Henry. He walked into Keenan Allen, one of the best wide receivers in the league. You see what he got Mike Williams doing long as he's healthy. He walked into a situation with a – with with a good defense and hella weapons for him to throw to, man. So, um, well, one thing, sh- I'll, one thing also uh, that, I, that I think Herbert, from even like a, a non skill standpoint, has an advantage mm-hmm. over a guy like like Tua or Burrow, and that Burrow's going to play Pittsburgh and Baltimore twice each a year. So twenty five percent of his games, you know, are going to be brutal. And then the yeah. same thing for Tua; he's got to play Buffalo twice a year, which their defense has not been what it was last year. And you got to play Uncle Bill in the hoodie yeah, twice a Bill. year versus Herbert's going to, you know, he's going to be in shootouts at least twice a year against Kansas City. He's going to mm-hmm. be in shootouts twice a year against the Raiders. They want to play that run and gun offense. So just from a division that he's in standpoint, he's going to have to throw and score points, which puts points in my roster, which is what I'm all about. True that. Yep. True that. I Even like if that. it's negative game script. So yeah, that works out. All right, Doc, who you got? Oh, we're going to bust into one of mine. Man, look, let me just get straight to it because I was never sold on this guy, and I let a lot of people talk me into him. I know he just had a big week. Fine, whatever. Kenyon Drake. Let me talk about Kenyon Drake, man. Look, that's all I'm saying. Look, I I was just sold into the end of last season, and he isn't playing horrible. I'm not trying to say that, but – I let the industry talk me into liking him over a lot of guys that I just genuinely really love. And it's it, I, so this isn't a knock on Kenyon Drake, but for what I thought he should have been doing after letting the industry talk me into him, it's just Kyler scoring more now. Uh, he's he's getting these rushing touchdowns itself. Adding Hopkins in now, they're really scoring a lot more on the receiving end. Just Kenyon Drake is just. I don't know. I still I still just should have stuck to the guys I love. Like if I ever took him over Josh Jacobs, I just like Jacobs. I wanted to keep Jacobs. Uh Mal Sanders. I love me some Mal Sanders. I have I have spots where I'm like, okay, let me take him one time over one of these guys just so I can. So it's not that I hate Kenyon Drake. I just think the situation changed from the end of the season. Chase Edmonds is all the way healthy. I think he looks good in that off in that offense. So he's going to keep getting situations. And like I said, man, Kyler's scoring. He's getting a lot more rushing touchdowns. They're completing more passing touchdowns now when they're in the red zone. I don't know. It's not just the Kenyon Drake show like it was at the end of last season. I really think it was the Kenyon Drake show and nobody else last season. And I just think it isn't anymore. That's the guy that I don't hate, but I wish I just would have kept taking my guys over. 
So I'm like laughing over here because I feel like I was the guy that talked you into it. So. No comment. I'm not saying Vic did it because it was a bunch of people. Vic Vic was one of the people because he's close. I don't hate Kenyon Drake, but just the situation, the opportunity from the end of last season, just, you know, six weeks in, it just looks like, you know, it's just been slow and steady. Like he's been giving me double digit points every week, which I'm not mad at 10 points every week, but I took him to be my running back one. And it's killing me that he's not scoring. I'm not complaining that he's giving me Benny Snell numbers from last year. I'm just complaining because Kyler Murray won't hand it off to him and let him get a touchdown. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And I was the guy that was saying, all these pass catchers and Kyler <laughs> Murray, the the rushing lane is going to open up for Kenyon Drake. So my bad, man. <laughs> that peer pressure is because of me. But I got a name drop. Hey, I got a name drop the ballers, man. I was listening to the ballers in the offseason. <laughs> so here's the thing. I get caught up in Dynasty when it's time to pivot back to redraft. I, you know, I like to listen to the ballers and the pros that I can come back down to earth. I was like, all right, Kenyon Drake. So that's where I got that from, bro. So we got to blame the ballers, bro. Memphis, <laughs> Shout how to do the you ballers. feel on Kenyon Drake so far this season, man, in that Arizona offense? I, I Coming into the season, I was not a Kenyon Drake guy. My co-host, Jerry, absolutely despises that man. He calls him the biggest Fugazi in Dynasty. <laughs> Uh, we, we are we are an anti-Kenyon Drake show as a whole at the Dynasty War Zone. I, I, I like the talent coming out, but I don't know. It, it, it's it's weird. I, I guess I want more consistency. You know, you know. I I would much rather have a guy like a, I don't know, like like a Kareem Hunt, someone that was going well yeah. after him in both Dynasty and redraft this year. And even though uh, he didn't light it up against Pittsburgh, Kareem Hunt's been very consistent. So. That's more of my speed of running back as opposed to the Kenyon Drakes of the world. The one thing that I will say that saved me is I didn't reach and take them in any dynasty. I didn't commit to having them on my team for for years, but the couple I got them in a couple different redraft leagues. So I wish I didn't commit to them like that. Now, I, in our redraft episode that we did before this dynasty episode we record, I just told the whole world I'm about to try to flip them now after this week. So <sighs> wish me luck on that. Yeah, and Memphis actually lost last night, like one of my leagues, to that Kenyon mm. Drake garbage touchdown. It was a standard league, so I deserved that L since I'm playing in a standard league, which is like rare. Like I don't, I didn't even know people still did that, but I'm in one apparently. Um, so yeah, but uh, again, my bad, bro, on the Kenyon Drake. And we took him in the Scott Fishbowl because of it. Hey, <laughs> hey, we're gonna send that bill to the ballers, like I said, man. So, uh, <laughs> all right, jokes, jokes, jokes. All right, um, let's get into my guy. So, the wide receiver 21 right now, PPR, DJ Moore. Uh, so wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. This is a guy that everyone was like raving over and you know, he was gonna take that next leap. He had all these targets, 100 plus targets last year. And for me, my stance on DJ Moore has always been this guy, he's the wide receiver too in that offense. And my reason behind that is, well, Christians are number one. He gets all these targets. So next up is DJ Moore. Fast forward, insert Robbie Anderson. He's their wide receiver one. Of course, Christian, you know, he had a hot start. And Christian's going to be Christian, but he's out. But you put in Mike Davis, he's plug and play, getting these targets. And DJ Moore, he's he hasn't cracked the top 12 yet at the wide receiver position. So it's one of those situations where it's like, I knew better, should have trust my gut. Again, he's, you know, the potential's there. Of course, we saw the targets, but I just don't see DJ Moore ever maintaining, like, a wide receiver one, like, profile, just, just given the system he's in. And, of course, you got Christian there, and they paid the man. That offense runs, runs through Christian. And then you got Robbie Anderson in there. So, what, what are your thoughts, man? Are you a DJ Moore truther? Oh, I I, uh, I the, might be the president of the DJ Moore fan. Uh, the, 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 I, I, 
I'm a big fan. Um, th- this situation is very fluid. Now, it does not surprise me at all that Robbie Anderson, who had ties going back to Temple with Matt Rule, yeah. is, is getting work and getting love. And, and anytime you bring in a new quarterback into an equation, you, you don't know. You can think that you know. I think if in a vacuum, maybe DJ Moore is more talented than mm-hmm. Robbie Anderson, but that doesn't mean chemistry means a lot, man. It was like it was the number one concern about DeAndre Hopkins going to Arizona with Kyler was what was the chemistry going to be like because sure the chemistry right. was was so smooth with with Deshaun Watson and you just never know who someone's going to vibe with so that doesn't mean that DJ Moore won't be better later but like he's still on pace to have eleven hundred and fifty yards and like seventy three catches it's not like he's trash he's just not what you paid for so I yeah, I'm a sure. I'm a big believer in, in fantasy and dynasty you're looking for two things. You're looking for volume or you're looking for value. And right now he's not getting the volume. And because of that, you're not getting you're not getting the return on the value because you paid a high price to acquire him. In Dynasty, it's a long game. I think he just turned 23 in like May. So my man, my man will make good on this in the long run. But uh in the short term, it does not feel good to see what DJ Moore has done. That that's a great point you make. And I think the sour taste in my mouth comes from I took him as a wide receiver one where I drafted him and it's not panning out. But luckily that's a redraft league. I actually moved my only DJ Moore share um, in the off season. I actually got two first for DJ Moore. So I do that again all day long. Um, but yeah, but, but to your point, you know, it comes down to where you're taking them and your expectations as it relates to value. So you're telling me to go buy them right now, man. I, if the price is right, I would buy anybody and people are just down on him. And if again, those draft picks are going to go up in value and let's be honest, man, every league's got the draft pick person. They just love, they just love acquiring draft picks. Mm-hmm. And if, if you could offer like a speculative guy, like this will sound crazy, but the world's full of crazy people. I'm one of them. You know, man, if you offer somebody like Travis Fulgham and a first for DJ Moore. It's going through. It, it very well could. And those are the yeah. kind of things. Because this time last year, a guy named Stefan Diggs was left for dead. And and overall, he's the 16th highest scoring player in PPR right now. I know, and I cannot get him from Vic to save my life anymore. Now. <laughs> and, 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 and that's one of those things. Eventually, talent will shine through. This is a, a game of peaks and valleys, and he's just not showing out right now. And it's even more frustrating because his teammate is. But but just hang in there. We're, we're six games in, and this is going to be a good offense. And we talked about uh, Justin Herbert having to score. Man, we know the the Buccaneers and the Falcons and the Saints all score, so they're going to have to score. Better days yeah. ahead. Better days ahead for DJ Moore. It just uh, it just kind of stinks right now. It only stinks because Robbie. Robbie's balling. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. I've always yeah. been a Robbie Anderson fan, though, man. I, I oh, love yeah. I, I, I loved him. I remember getting him right after the whole incident with the police officer in Miami, and uh, I was like, I don't care. I'm not asking the guy to watch my kids. I'm asking the guy to put points in my fantasy in my fantasy lineup. Give give me give me Robbie Anderson, man. He's a dude, and uh, I'm I'm actually very happy for him. Much like Tana uh, Tannehill and Drake yeah. getting out from under Gase and uh, doing big things. Yeah, and I do want to acknowledge my lesson learned too with the wide receivers changing uh, places, like you mentioned Hopkins and Diggs. I mean, th- those guys are elite. So that's my lesson learned. Hey, Hopkins, he's going to be Hopkins. I mean, we even seen him play with a Tom Savage, so. And so, yeah, so. Oh, uh, even, Hop- even, even Hopkins had a bad year with Brock Osweiler. Yeah. All right, uh, Memphis, who's your uh, next guy for us? I'm going to pivot because this guy is not getting enough love, and uh, that's my man, Deshaun Watson. I, okay. I, I, I love Deshaun Watson, and this 
this past summer, I got talked out of moving him out of my QB three overall. You know, you got to show respect to Patrick and Lamar. They are who yeah. they are. And then I, I fell for the hype that is Kyler and, uh, and Dak. And I, I, I like both. But, man, uh, Watson's back to my three now. My, my, my pivot is going to be he's got rid of Bill O'Brien. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fuller and Cook are both healthy for now. Knock on wood. Please, for please, now. Please, <laughs> for now. <laughs> please, uh, please stay that way. But, I mean, he, he's just so talented, man. His last three games, he's been over 300 yards passing. He's got nine touchdowns in his last three games. The, the, guy's, a, the guy's a stud, and he's a winner. I mean, don't forget Dabo Sweeney compared this man to MJ, of, 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 of all people. And, 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 and right now, he's back to my dynasty QB3. It's still Mahomes number one. I have Kyler number two and Watson number three, and I've actually moved Lamar down to number four. So, but Watson's back at three. I'm not moving him off three. Um, you got to recognize game, and, and Watson's got it. Yep. Where do you have Russell Wilson at? Uh, because of age, I have him at five. He's 32 five, years. Five, old. He's he's, thir- he's 32 years old. Yeah. Um, you know, even the best of them, Matt Ryan's now 35. The guys, not everybody's Tom Brady gonna you know eat kale ice cream and sleep in avocado pajamas. He he <laughs> he. he he, he he's a rare dude. These guys start to slow down a little bit around, you know, 35, 36. And if I can get another, well, I think Watson's 25. I get another eight years versus like three or four. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to take Watson. So I'll take that. I ain't mad at that. That's a good call. I like that. But, but yeah, Russ is five. And if Russ was 27, he'd be number one ahead of Mahomes. True. Ooh. It's, it's just an age thing. I like it. They're letting, Russ cook. Shit, Memphis. <laughs> They're letting Russ cook a little bit. Yes. I and, love and, Russ, man. And, man, and DK Metcalf is a stud. He is. And, and as much as I love Kelsey and Hill, they they ain't got nothing like DK in Kansas City. Memphis, talk your shit. <laughs> hey. So, so I, I had to come around. So we were having this conversation last year. Like, we're getting ready to do that on our show tonight. Jerry and I is, uh, you know, taking our midseason victory lap and uh, take the L. I got to take the L on DK. I was like, great, you can run, you know, a, a post and a slant. Great. But this guy has really worked on his craft. Yeah. And, and the one thing that, that – that's why I like Josh Allen. I like players who don't stop because they reach the NFL. Josh Allen was like, hey, dude, you can't be that accurate. The guy's like 68%. He's improved his completion percentage a ton. DK's improved a ton. And Watson continues to improve. And so uh, that's why I, I have him as my QB3. And we need to stop uh, disrespecting that man. Hey, I, we went on another podcast uh, and did a hot take episode before the season started. And I said DK was going to lead all receivers in touchdowns. Chemistry. He's, it, right? He's going to do it. He was tied for second. I know uh, yeah. they had a bye this week. But he was tied for second before this week hit. And he left one out there, so he would have been tied for first if he, just left he didn't a couple get. Out yeah, there. he like when he got ran down because he slowed down right before he scored. Like yeah, that would that touchdown alone would have had him tied for number he, one. And and Pete in uh, full PPR, he is currently wide receiver eight after, and that's including having the bye. He's the only wide receiver in the top ten to have be in the top ten and have his bye. And in points per game, he's number four. Right there with Adams uh, and Hopkins. Adams is three, Hopkins is five. So that's that's pretty elite company to be carrying yourself in in year two. Yep, sophomore year. Yep. 
I'm going to go get DK tomorrow. Me too, man. Hey, I promise. Yeah. I don't have enough. I only have like a couple shares, but to your point, I actually missed out too. You know, I didn't believe in the, you know, the, the system there and I figured Seattle was just going to be a run heavy team, but I mean, Russ has the best deep ball in the game. So And that defense is bad. That's a that's a that's a hell of it's a hell of a recipe for for fantasy success is bad defense, good offense. And and and, and again, another division with the Rams, the Niners, and the Cardinals where you got to score to keep up or you'll get left behind. So, it's a yeah. recipe for success big time. Man, that's the toughest division in football, if you ask me, the NFC West. That division is tough. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it, maybe not this year, but some year, all all four of those teams make the entire make the playoffs. Would not surprise me one bit. Yeah, especially with the seven-team structure, which I like now, by the way. He'll yep. on Madden. <laughs> <laughs> Madden reference number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, Doc, who you got for all us? All right, so look, since – Vic felt like I was talking about him on my letdown player. I got a guy that I was talked into in a lot of my leagues, and he's actually doing me good, which is Mr. Johnu Smith, tight end from the Tennessee Titans. Look, Vic had this thing all offseason. Man, he was number one in co- contested catches uh, last year. Uh, you know, there's no more uh, Delaney damn. Walker. Yeah, no, no more Delaney Walker. Brian Tannehill's going to be throwing it to him all day. And you know what? I was like, all right, Vic, we bros. I'm going to believe it. He's going to be the next tight. There's always one or two every year that come out of nowhere that flirt with being a top five tight end. And those are always the cheat code if you can get a top five tight end out of nowhere that's just explosive and have those big games. And ta-da, Chanu Smith's been balling all year, man. And um, I know he got, you know, a little banged up this week. Yeah. But – uh. Every single week before this week, he's just been balling, man. Going out there, scoring relentlessly. He's making big plays. He's heavily involved. He's a, he's a, he's a great PPR tight end because he gets the catches. I don't know, man. I love John and what he's doing out there playing with Ryan Tannehill, man. And um, I don't think I would have had any real John New Smith shares if he didn't convince me to jump out the window because I was all hating Hurst. You know that. I was going hating Hurst anywhere I could, which I still don't mind having to hating Hurst, but – uh. When I missed out on Hayton, man, I went and got some Janu, man, and he ain't steered me wrong all season, man. So I actually appreciate, you know, when you're when my late tight end and late QB, you know, plays work, and the Janu is working perfect for me right now. Yeah, and also keep in mind, usually, you know, when you're looking for a potential breakout, usually year four, year five with the tight end, that's where you can find, you know, that that next star at that position. So. Yeah, it's working out so far. I love it, man. He's he's athletic. He's basically, in my opinion, Delaney Walker 2.0, bigger, stronger, faster. You know, you line up him, Derrick Henry, and A.J. Brown, you know, without the heads, they all look the same as far as the body build and physique. So I love some right, value, man. Hey, well, write this down. He he is my tight end three in Dynasty. He, he, is, he is ahead of Waller. He is ahead of Andrews. He is ahead of everyone not named Kelsey or Kittle. This guy, it, what I love about I love the quarterback. I love his uh, play caller, Arthur Smith. I, I love what they got going on in Tennessee. And what I love is that they can line him up in the backfield. Derrick Henry is a beast, but he's not a great pass catcher. This guy gets rushing attempts. I get he got banged up. Here's the thing. He, he missed basically the entire game and had a bye already, and he's still fifth in tight end scoring right there, right behind Mark Andrews, who's yep. played every game. So – uh, I mean, who who is the number one target behind A.J. Brown? It's got to be Jonu. It's not Corey Davis. It's Adam Humphrey sometimes. 
give me the guy on the on the better passing offense because I like Tannehill better than Carr. That's why I have him ahead of Waller, and I like uh, Tannehill the passer better than Lamar the passer. So give me John who is my tight end three in Dynasty. Yeah, I love that. And I first got hip to Janu doing that uh, B team player of the week segment last season. So you know, of course, Delaney went down, and this guy scored his first touchdown, and he's been on my radar ever since. So again, that B team segment that we do, I actually like. I, I just really love it, just because it puts the next star on your radar potentially. Janu Smith. All right, I like the call, man. You got to whisper it to make it sound <laughs> sexier. Janu Smith. Yeah. All right. Uh, my next guy, wide receiver. Let's go on the Miami. Um, so Preston Williams. This was a guy. I I don't even know why I did this, but I got a Preston Williams share. Now I will say this: given the recent QB change, I'm definitely gonna be patient. Um, I do want to look at some of this Miami Dolphin film. I just want to see who lines up on the left side. I'm not saying Tua can't throw all over the field, but you got a lefty QB already facing to the left. Whoever's on this left side, they're probably gonna get a lot of targets. Um, I know Devontae Parker. You know he's the main guy right now, number one. Um, but you know, Preston, Preston Williams, he's younger, he's bigger, you know, of course, 6'5", big frame. Um, this is a scenario where I just didn't want to miss out. So that's why I went ahead and make sure I got me some Preston Williams share. Um, and again, so with Tua coming in, curious to see what type of chemistry they develop. So I'm actually going to be patient. But Memphis, I'm curious to hear your take on Preston Williams in general. I actually drafted a lot of him in a couple of startups this summer, and I already had a bunch. He was a guy that uh, Matt Waldman, uh, kind of an OG film grinder, if you will, out there. And he was a guy that, that turned me on to Preston Williams. So I had a bunch last year. I got him really cheap and late in rookie drafts. And I already had a bunch. I was kind of hoping for a bigger breakout. But I will say this. If you've not loved what you've seen out of Williams yet, A, he's a second-year wide receiver, and he's coming off of an ACL. Yep. So so the further he gets healthy, um, not everybody's Adrian Peterson. And and almost as weird, almost as weird, weirdly different. Or Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup had the real late ACL tear, and then last year was the wide receiver four overall. Not everybody heals or recovers like that, but Preston Williams is a guy that they're going to hang on to because he's going to be cheap and he's shown to be reliable. He's going to be hit and miss. I would love to have him on every best ball team because he's going to have yeah. some blo- he's going to have some blow up games. But as he matures and grows in the league, he could be a nice weekly like wide receiver three type for you. So I'm not a huge fan, but I definitely uh, don't mind having some he, some there. He's the perfect kind of guy to have, like, to even try to go buy or or even, like you said, draft him. Because he's always going to be cheap, especially this offseason. Coming off the injury, you know, cheap. Right now, you can probably go get him cheap. Because you never know what Tua is going to produce in his offense, to be honest. What, Tua what? is... I was gonna say, what if he's Tua's Robbie Anderson? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like Tua, Tua is he's smart man, and Tua literally could he he helped produce multiple. I know it's college, but he helped produce multiple receivers when he was in Alabama. You feel me? So uh, I think if Tua go out there and apply his talent, and you know how smart he is as a quarterback. There's a world where Parker and Preston can be involved, and Gasecki. Like I think Tua has that kind of talent, so. Um, I wouldn't want to get rid of Preston because he's not a guy that's not that's going to get you any value in return in a trade. And technically, I should probably look into going to go get Preston because, you know, he, he has, like you said, he's cheap, so they're probably going to keep him. And I, I think I like what the organization is doing. It'd probably be cheap to acquire. So I probably need to look into getting some Preston myself. 
that's the beauty of this situation, especially with Tua, you know, getting a starting spot and the range of outcomes is it's wide open. And the ceiling is, you know, the, really the sky's the limit as far as with the potential with these uh, pass catchers and, and playmakers. So I'm definitely going to be patient with the Preston. Um, so, yeah, I'm actually a little bit excited. Hey, and if Parker, you know, he, he pulled his groin, say he's not back that first week Tua plays. Preston's going to be his number one guy in his first game there. There's a potential chance that I know Gasecki's there. He's a great pass catcher. But if Parker isn't ready, it's the Preston Williams show on Tua's week one. So, you know, like you said, it's all about finding who you're familiar with. And I don't think Tua has a, a favorite receiver yet. Yeah. So we don't know what's going to happen. So that's a good call on saying it could be his Robbie. That's a real good call. Cool. All right. Any uh, honorable mentions? Um, that's all the players I have, but definitely want to give you guys a chance to speak on any other guys you may have. No, not for me. Um, okay. I'm still waiting. I'm, I, I got like a jury still out type thing on J.K. Dobbins. I love the talent coming out of Ohio State. I just really want to see him in that offense getting some legit work. Gotcha. Um, I had a lot of people scare me away from David Montgomery, and I'm just like, you know, I I shouldn't just completely not like somebody that they're trying to get the work, man. That's Guess it's the only one thing you can ask for in a player is to get some volume, man, and he'll he'll churn out some decent games, which he done did this year so far. And I do think Nick Foles makes that offense better, which makes David has more scoring opportunities. He'll probably be able to run a little bit more without stacking the box with like they were doing with Mitch. So David isn't as bad as everybody was pitching to me. I'm not gonna act like he's some stud looking running back, but you know, with the volume, man, that's something I would love to have on my teams if I if I could as a running back too. All right. I actually don't have another guy. Um, so yeah, but I appreciate all you guys' input. So before we get into this closing, uh Memphis, can you tell the people again where they can follow you at? Yeah, hey, you shout can. out the podcast. I right, I'm gonna be a better job, do a better job of promoting. So you can follow me on Twitter at DWZ Memphis. And you can follow the show Dynasty Warzone on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, anywhere you find podcasts, Apple, Stitcher, Podbean, uh, wherever, Spotify, we're, we're out there. And uh, make sure to follow my co-host, at uh, Jerry Sin DWZ. If he don't pass that quiz, we're going to have to have words. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell him <laughs> he's going to come <laughs> back on the next time we come back on and we'll have you guys come hang out with us. Uh, we start doing guests again during rookie season, so we'd love okay. to have you guys come talk some of these uh, soon to be pros, but uh, yeah. I'll tell him. I was like, man, you don't want to have that sweat of uh, having you know you got this man wanting to know about your grades because that'd be right <laughs> around that'd be right around final time. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get him Cause, straight because I'm going to ask. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to ask. <laughs> De- definitely appreciate that invite. We're looking forward to hanging out with you guys for sure. So, all right, you want to explain the closing? All right, so look, we do a closing. You know, it's basically the end of the episode. And what we like to do is just say something good to the people, and what we mean by that is, um. Maybe it's something that's been on your mind or maybe something that happened, you know, in your week that you want to share some light on. But it's we try to always end with something positive so we can leave from here and not just worry about the football world because it's so much bigger than that on our day to day. So much stuff going on. So we always try to leave somebody with a good note, a positive note, some uplifting. So when they leave from here, they feel like they were informative. They got a whole bunch of information for about fantasy football. And something that can, you know, brighten up the day on the back end, man. So we really enjoy doing that. So um, 
We're not going to make you go first so you can get the gist of it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to toss it to one of these guys. And um, I'm thinking I'm going to go with DJ Avo. He's been quiet this yeah. episode, man. He's been in the zone. So, so let's, let's do it like myself. this. DJ Avo, say something good to the people, please. First off, I want to let everybody know this has been an excellent episode. I've learned a lot. I almost forgot to keep DJing, but we ain't going to. I heard it a couple times. Hopefully nobody noticed that. I heard a I couple listening. stops in the music. I was listening. I, I was looked really over into like, it. bro, is he going to hit play again? Bro, I was listening, bro. I'm just trying to learn so I can dominate my league, Dynasty Roaster. That's all I'm trying to say. But, um... <laughs> What I want everybody to do is, man, just take some time, and we got we got holidays coming up. Dude, we're still in a pandemic, people. I just want to throw that out there, man. But holidays are coming up. I know you're going to go see your family. Just everybody do your best to be safe. Stay masked up, and just at least do the bare minimum. Wear a mask, you know what I'm saying? Just the little things. Wash your hands. It's a hygiene issue, too. Wash your hands. It's crazy. But let's just stay together, man. Enjoy your family over these holidays. Let's go. Okay, I got one, and usually mine, don't, I don't really do a lot of say something good to people that pertain to fantasy since I did the thank you to the community. <laughs> I got one that's not a thank you to the community. Here goes mine. <laughs> Look, yes, you can know what you're doing in fantasy. That's fine. You could win every league you're in for a year. That's fine. But don't act like you're a fantasy football just god and you're better than everybody else and you're allowed to shun people and talk bad about everybody everybody makes mistakes people fail to realize you have luck on your side in years like and yes you might make a lot of good calls and be correct but you do not have the right to make somebody feel like they are not worthy of playing fantasy football just because you have some good calls in your year that's fine Remember, you're not better than nobody. You get rid of fancy football, you're just a human the same way I am. So quit acting like you're better than anybody. You know, quit talking bad about people. There are people that are just learning this thing we call fantasy football. And interactions with those guys that are acting like that will make people not want to be involved in this community that I've learned to love and happy that I've been accepted in and I'm glad that I'm involved in. Accept those same people in the same way I got accepted in. And maybe they could work towards being, you know, you know, a great, you know, podcaster or just a great fantasy player in general, because that's all we need in this community are great team players, players that want to play, be active. So uh, quit shunning these people, man, and acting like you're so holier than thou. It's fantasy football. As much as I love it, it's still fantasy football. Come down to reality. I've seen a lot of just bashing on Twitter, man, and I'm just like, dude, chill out. Or the people bragging about overalls and talking stuff, or the people that hate your trade that you did—they're yeah. talking about you like, like you just traded your mom away for three dollars or something. I'm like, dude, <laughs> calm down. So just remember, it's fancy football. You're not better than nobody else. Just quit being like that. So that's my say. Some good to the people. I'm glad I got that. I've been thinking about that for a week. Yeah, it's it's an outlet for sure. All, all right. right, Memphis, I'm gonna let you go, man. So all right, all right. Uh, mine is just ask someone how they're doing right now. You don't know what's on someone's heart and what's going on in their life. And sometimes maybe it's not someone that you know all that well. Maybe it's that person that you barely talk to at work, or that person that that you run into at the gym or whatever. Hey, man, mm-hmm. you do. Hey, man. Hey, young lady, you, you doing good? Everything okay? How you doing? Um, so, sometimes it, it makes people feel weird to think that you may actually care. And, and and you could be the light in someone's day. So if you get a chance True. to ask someone how they're doing, just, hey, what's up? How you doing? And uh, you'd be surprised the difference they can make. Man, I like that. I like that. I'm glad Memphis went before me because mine literally aligns with that. So mine was basically take time to compliment someone at work, um, 
someone in your family, your friends. People like to hear compliments. So to your point, make people feel good. Um, you know, it's not too often, believe it or not, some people haven't heard a compliment in months or days. I mean, that's just something we just often overlook or take for granted. So uh, like you said, that could be a bright spot in someone's day. So um, let's all just uh, take take initiative this week and compliment, you know, your spouse or family member, coworkers. Let's just try to compliment three people this week. So, Hey, Memphis. Yo. I like your background. Ava, I like your hat. Vic, I like the color of your hoodie. Done. <laughs> I didn't even realize. <laughs> I didn't realize what he was doing until it was over with. I don't like him. I don't Check. Like him I'm slow. I don't. I don't. Why did we do this, guys? I don't even know why we do this. This is great. I didn't even know what he was doing. Until Check. Like done and done. <laughs> cool. Oh, right. man. You want to walk us out? Hey, I'm going to walk us out. Hey. <laughs> Thanks, thanks to Memphis again. Shout out to, hey, Jerry, like I said, we checking in. Shout out to Dynasty Warzone. Check them out, man. We appreciate you. Yeah, that's Thunder. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Thunder, guys. We good, I think. Avo hit us with a. That just, wait. That wasn't short? me. No, that's oh, outside. That's outside. Oh, that's outside. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I was like, when did we add that to the soundboard? I do not have those. I might get it, though, okay. since it made that reaction. Yeah. I knew it was outside. Vic made me think you added them. And I'm like, oh, man, that sounded realistic. We, we got to shout Dynasty Warzone out again in Memphis. I shout out to Dynasty Warzone. Let's go. Make sure you guys check them out, man. But, yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. Hopefully we guys helped you out with the Dynasty peer pressure. Don't let the industry peer pressure you. Stick to your guns, like Memphis said. And you can pew, find pew. us in the trenches. Let's go. Pew, pew. We in the trenches. <laughs> Dynasty bros showing you how to dominate your league. Dynasty bro style. Peace.